0: Hello and welcome to this special episode of Kickback with Chris, the Martial Arts Podcast. This week it is our Jean Claude Van Damme special. It's been delayed a little bit because of some other things that we've had going on that I've had to shuffle around, but the delay, the way it's happened, is actually managed. And I'm not going to admit to knowing this until about half an hour ago. It's managed to land exactly on Jean Claude's birthday. Um, so, born October the 18th, which is today, in 1960. Um, in Brussels, in Belgium, um, born, now, you've got to get this right. His full name is Jean Claude Camille Francois van Varenberg. I think I'm saying that right. I'm sure that there's some super fans out there that could probably con- uh, correct me. So, Jean Claude Camille Francois van Varenberg. I can see why he shortened it down a little bit now as well. Now, he actually, interestingly enough, actually, he went by the name of Frank Cujo for a while, or Cujo. Than how you want to say it, um, when he was first trying to make it big in the States. But rather than skipping details, I think it's probably best that we go right back to the start. So, as I said at the outset, who is Jean-Claude Van Damme? Now, I'm actually reading this from a bio that I've printed out. Um, Jean-Claude Camille-Francois van Varenberg was born on October the 18th, 1960, in Brussels, Belgium. As a child, he began studying Shotokan Karate, aged 11, and also eagerly took up weightlifting and ballet. I'm just going to interject here a little bit as well, which shows the poise of his kicks. I'm not going to go off on a on a massive kick rant. i um, well, not a rant, but you know what I mean. I'm not going to go off on one on one of these kicking things. You know what I'm like about my kicking, but it, the poise and control and dexterity in his kicking is absolutely phenomenal. And I put a huge a huge amount of that down to um, his training in ballet because you can just see from the the way he can extend and point and it just oh yeah, it it. You'll know. It's perfect. Um, I've lost my place in this now. Oh, here we go. Um, as a teenager, Van Dam won the middleweight championship of the European Professional Karate Association and was named Mr. Belgium in a bodybuilding competition. Van Dam opened a gym in Brussels and earned some modelling work, but he was enthralled with the idea of becoming a film star. After briefly attempting to break into the thriving martial arts movie industry in Hong Kong, China... He moved to Los Angeles, California, in the early nineteen eighties to pursue his Hollywood dreams. Um, and I, I think it's—I think he's talked about—and um, oh, this is me actually. Now I'm not reading from this thing. I think he's, hes hes spoken about this a number of times about how he—he he got his break in Hollywood. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, you know, he originally called himself Frank Cujo, um, and he's—you know—obviously started out as as a lot of people do um, with some smaller sort of bit parts in feature films. Um, so, some of listed here involved being a cab driver, a waiter, an aerobics instructor, and a nightclub bouncer. He tried to. I'm just going to go back on to what it says here now. He tried to make a name for himself in Tinseltown. That's their words. It was featured in the 1986 martial arts flick, No Retreat, No Surrender, which I think many of us have seen. And if you haven't seen it, it's an absolute classic. It's it's a, it's brilliant in a really bad way. If that makes sense it's like one of those guilty pleasure films it, it's it's not the best acted film in the world but just for sort of the nostalgia feeling and the the the, the pure eightiesness of it you've got to watch it even if it's only once it it's yeah it's just one of those films you've got it you've got to see it once if you've not seen no retreat no surrender go hunt it out it's probably online somewhere uh, to stream obviously legally but you know it, there's there's yeah there's some classic moments in it um, so yes, it said there he was featured in the 1986 martial arts flick No Retreat, No Surrender. But his big break came after he displayed his ability to perform a jump 360 degree helicopter kick. And have you put the um, quotes there? Helicopter kick. And um, to a movie, uh, movie producer who then cast the unknown actor in the film Bloodsport, where I think that you know that's obviously where things really took off for him in Bloodsport. Um, it's saying here that the the film grossed a surprising well let's say. They say surprising. I don't think it's surprising. Thirty-five million dollars at the box office. And Van Damme followed up with another successful starring role in Kickboxer the following year. And I think I think it's fair to say that from the the recordings that people have sent in. Oh, by the way, so what we're gonna do this this episode for those that don't know, who haven't listened before, is I've had a, a quite a long list of, of names. Um, submit recordings about their um, favorite Van Damme films. We've even had, we've even got some people that have worked with him that know him as well. Um, they've sent in their clips on on you know their their experiences working with him and, and knowing him as a person. Um, but I think I think it's fair to say that Bloodsport and Kickboxer are going to be um, heavily featured. So shall we say, um, along with some others. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll share mine a little bit later on as well, but um, I'll, I'll I'll save those ones till the end. Um, I'm going to just go on to the next bit now. Um, over the following decade, Van Damme filled the big screen in such action flicks as Double Impact, Universal Soldier, Time Cop, Sudden Death and Maximum Risk. Overcoming his li- limited acting chops. Well, that's their words. I don't know that that's overly fair, to be honest. But we'll come back to that in a minute. Um, with his acrobatic kicks and painted splits. God, this is so cheesy, this bio is unreal he made his directorial debut with The Quest now I didn't realise that he directed that to be fair and I haven't watched that for a while I probably haven't watched that since it came out around that time, The Quest I'm going to go back and revisit that one now that's that's prompted me it goes on to say in 2008 Van Damme resurfaced as a fictionalised version of himself in the part satirical, part confessional hmm, that's very uh, yeah descriptive um, Jean Clubal, it's listed as JCVD. If you've not seen that, if you've not seen that, don't stop listening after you've listened to the podcast or when if you're on a break from it. Do make a point of watching that because it's, it's, um, and I don't want to say surprisingly good. I think it's surprising. Um, I think a lot of people um, were, well, I don't think they're, not, I don't think we're quite sure what to expect going into it, but it is actually, um, a very very well put together and there's a, an incredibly um, moving um, monologue section I can't remember how far into it it is where Jean-Claude's talking direct to camera and he sort of raises up um, into the rafters as he's speaking direct to camera and it's quite a heartfelt quite um, a personal scene so yeah do do go and watch it um, back onto this anyway um, his performance drew positive reviews and triggered something of a revival for the former action star, well I wouldn't say his former he was an action star still. Who went on to reprise familiar roles in Universal Soldier Regeneration and his voice to the character of Master Croc in Kung... Excuse, excuse me. Oh dear. In Master Croc... Uh, sorry, of Master Croc in Kung Fu Panda 2. In 2012, Van Damme was back to his elements as part of the veteran butt-kicking ensemble... <laughs> wow, what a way to describe them. Veteran Bookkicking kicking ensemble... <laughs> Featured in Still- Sylvester Stallone's The Expendables 2, which was actually pretty good. I did enjoy that. I did enjoy it's a little bit I don't know, a little bit underutilised at the end, but maybe they had to do that, you know. They couldn't have they couldn't have him taking the starring role in the fight, I suppose. Um It does go on to list some personal life stuff, but I'm not gonna go into that too much. What I will say is um I've been really impressed with with how he's Um, opened up with regards to his um, his, it's tough times you know I think it's fair to say that he did go through a tough period with you know with drug use and and, and other problems and and the fact that he's been so willing to open up and and talk about that is it shows the strength of his character and also more recently I'm talking about his bipolar disorder you know which he freely speaks about on his Facebook live and in other interviews and, and, and the difficulties that he's had with that which you know I think that um it draws people to him either, even even more so that, you know this is just a he's just another normal guy you know like like you or i has the same struggles as lots of people um and you know openly discussing this sort of thing in a public forum while some maybe don't agree with it fully in the industry, I think it's, it's adm- admirable. And, um, you know, it, it's a credit to himself that he's, he's willing to share that. Right, anyway, I think it's time for us to get into the first of our listener, I'll say listening air quotes, and friend recordings, the first of which coming from another action star, a UK action star, Mr. Mark Strange. Brought to you by
1: www.mitmaster.com.
2: Hi, Kickback Podcast. This is Mark Strange, and my favourite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie is Hard Target, um, because it's a good fusion of uh, martial arts action and gunplay, and uh, obviously the maestro of John Woo behind the film as well is uh, is an incredible combination, and I thought Van Damme looked pretty cool in that, and that is my uh, choice.
0: Thank you, Mark, for that submission. And I have to agree, brilliant choice. Hard Target is an absolute classic. An absolute classic. It's actually, as you mentioned there, John Woo's... uh, It was actually his directorial debut. His American directorial debut. Obviously not his first film, but... um, His first film in America. And what a classic. What an absolute classic. Obviously, uh, Van Damme playing Chance Boudreaux as the out-of-work Cajun merchant seaman. And he comes along to save or help out Natasha Binder and um there's some absolute classic scenes in this one my absolute one of my absolute favorite fight scenes actually um and it, and it, it's it's only very basic but it's just how stylistic it is how cool it is the scene where um the the two thugs are trying to uh, steal um young miss binder's um purse or so, uh, something on those lines and um Van Damme comes along and he says, uh, "Take your pick. I, I, I won't try and do the accent. I'm not going to embarrass myself." He's like, "Take your pick, stick, and your boyfriend, and find a bus to catch." And then he uh, does the spin hook kick on the uh, kicks the guy out. Oh no! We starts off with the um, sort of bouncing hop hook to round kick to like take the two guys out. It's all done in slow motion as he pulls his coat away and the spin hook kick takes the guy off the top of the car. Um, swings the guy around into the uh, the post the, I can't remember what it was called. like a weird post thing and then the bit where he spin hooks kicks the guy in the back of the head and he goes through the window and it's got the jump cut in there and it's such a cool scene oh and of course he spins the guy around and uh, by his arm and snaps his arm and I believe that's sort of cut in different scenes as well I know I know that there was um um some different different edits some different cuts of this film that are out there Uh, different like theatrical cut and a director's cut that sort of thing um but yeah an absolute classic and the the scene where he's riding along on the back of the motorbike like a sort of surfboarding on the bike and then dives over the car who can forget the the classic it's almost become like a meme hasn't it the 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 gif file that goes around where he um Punches the rattlesnake, knocks the rattlesnake out, then bites the 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 rattle off the end of the the snake. And yeah, some absolute classic scenes and some some classic lines as well. And um, the uh, the super villain, the such such cool character of Pick Van Cleef as well. Um, who can forget? And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a great great film and, and one that I do do encourage you if you've not seen to go to go and watch. Take time to watch. Um, too many, too many classic scenes in there to remember. Actually, I'm just thinking now on the spot while I'm recording this. Um, obviously, I won't spoil the ending, but the, there's uh, some very, very cool sort of fight shootout at the end, um, which, uh, and again, another, another another classic in in Van Damme history. Right, so the next one we're going to go to, we're actually going to go to uh, our friend Lucci, Lucci Delgado from the Kaiser Martial Arts Show. Um, he actually submitted one.
3: Hi Chris hi um listeners um just regarding the best jean-claude van damme movie um i got two i'm going to show my age now one of my all-time favorite martial art films is um no retreat no surrender where we saw a very young jean-claude van damme as a bad guy and um whether i think it was the last the last year of school around about 1991 and um, Bloodsport came out, and I remember rushing out, going to the um, shop to uh, buy it, buy it on VHS video. So, so yeah, Bloodsport and um, No Retreat, No Surrender, um, hands down are my favourite um, Jean Claude Van Damme movies. Cheers, Chris. This is Lucidal Guardio. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for your
0: submission, Luci. As always, um, actually, Luci raised an interesting point there about rushing out to buy a VHS copy. There is something I'm sorta of digressing a little bit here, I know, but there is I'm allowed to. There is something about watching um some of the eighties and nineties films. Um in general, not just Jean Claude Van Damme films. Don't you think, those of you that are old enough, don't you think that some of those films are just, just they're just better on VHS? They they just watch better on VHS, I don't know what it is about it um but they do, do do you think i think they do uh, i've got um i've actually got two vhs players in my in my office um at my gym one is virtually brand new the other one i'm using until it stops working um <laughs> on the basis that um i've always got something to to watch these films on when i get a bit, little bit of a nostal- nostalgic moment um Yeah, I know. There's something, and films, especially like sort of um, as he says, "Bloodsport" and "No Retreat, No Surrender," which he mentioned in there. Obviously, Van Dam plays the bad guy, and he does play a very convincing bad guy um, with the hair slicked back. And yeah, so as I said at the outset, go watch that one. But um, yeah, go watch, go try watching some of them on VHS because it does, it does make a, it does make a difference. Okay, so the next one is going to come from um, somebody that I have not actually spoken to for a long, long time. Um, I knew him from the competition circuit and the um, sort of martial arts events as they were going like Seni and things like that. Uh, but Mr.
2: Joe Hallett. Hey everyone, Joe Hallett here, fellow martial artist. I've been asked by Chris to talk about my favorite Jonko Van Damme fight or film. One of my favorite films is Bloodsport. Uh, I love that film. It's great that it's a uh, true story, or dramatized, about Frank Dukes fighting the Kumite. And the end fight between him and Bolo Young's character is just phenomenal. Um, it really has that kind of 80s, cheesy, martial arts, slightly um, not realistic style, which is awesome. That's why we love those kind of movies back in that era. And that point where John Claude's character is blinded. And he can't really see what's happening where his opponent is. And he's not sure where he is on the mat. And he remembers his training from his, uh, sensei, uh, that he can kick and punch and fight blinded. And it's just pretty awesome moment he catches the kick and strikes. And then there's an array of flamboyant martial arts from tumbling gymnastic moves to this signature 360 split. Kick, which um, in Expendables 2, they play homage to. I think it's like kicked three times. It's pretty corny, but it's great and it's awesome. So, yeah, I love Bloodsport. I love that film. I love the end fight. So, it's a phenomenal show to uh, showcase the martial arts. Yeah, awesome.
0: Thank you, Joe, for your submission. Great to hear from you after all these years. Um, yeah, blood I say Bloodsport, I said from the outset, Bloodsport is going to feature really heavily within this, because I know it resonates with a lot of people. It is, I think a lot of people tend to have their favorite as the first that they see or not always, but a lot of the time. And I think a lot of people did see either blood or kickboxer first as, as, when it comes to John of Van Damme films. Um, but yeah, the, the scene that you were mentioning there, the end fight sequence, is it's very stylized, very 80s stylized. Obviously that's when it was made, but um, it is your sort of go-to example of um, classic, quality 80s martial arts uh fight sequences obviously from america anyway um and yeah the scene you're talking about where he gets the salt thrown in his eyes and then he has to remember it's it's, it's good the way it works it, it it ties it ties up the film nicely because it goes back to the flashbacks of you know earlier in the film when he was taught to focus his mind and control his breathing and, and then it gives him the ability to stay calm and um and yeah it's a, it, it is a great it is a great moment it's a great film um, it's one of those films where um, people like to to quote from uh, some classic quotes it turns up in like the the, the gif files if you t- search for John down they're, they're full of blood sport uh, moments and uh, yeah an absolute an absolute classic okay so next of all we're going to go to another Um, UK action star and all-round talented martial artist, Mr. Lee Charles.
4: Morning all, Uh, Lee Charles. Uh, I'm just going to talk briefly about Van Damme. Um, I remember first seeing him in No Tree, No Surrender as Ivan the Russian. So, it is you, the son, is it not? (laughs) Um, And I just thought, wow, it was this guy, you know, he was like... I remember thinking, oh, he's just so evil, he's so evil, he's just like the ultimate bad guy and he gets in and jumping in and doing the block splits and stuff. I remember speaking to um, Sugarfoot, Peter Cunningham, um, over in Prague, when I fought in Prague at the, uh, the WKA World Championships back in 2000, I think it was. I remember Peter Cunningham saying he'd never been knocked out until... He did that team with Van Damme. And the three jumping back kicks that he did, apparently KO'd him each time. So, uh, so you know, where he bounces him off the ropes and he comes in. But yeah, I mean, Van Dam, come on. Van Damme is just, you know, you, you only have to look at his films, man. So, you know, Time Cop, Sudden Death, you know, Double Impact, Kickboxer, Bloodsport. You know, these, these films paved the way for a lot of martial artists today in the generations today and you know he inspired millions but for me my my favorite role from Van Damme and it's probably one of his lesser roles but I love it for what it was um is Black Eagle you know in the 80s ninjas were everywhere Shokusugi was everywhere and Black Eagle was just like for me it was just the daddy, I still watch it today, still love it, still got, you know, st- you know, still got everything that I remember it to be, Um, yeah, Black Eagle, I think Black Eagle for me, Black Eagle was the one, he was like the ultimate bad guy, wasn't he, so I I, I liked him as the bad guy, I liked, I liked Van Damme as the bad guy, so yeah, so for me guys, it's Black Eagle, but you know, you can't take away from all these movies, you know, the quest... There's just so many to, to, to choose from, isn't there? You know, and then obviously you know his, his later movies as well. You know, um, I, I actually loved uh, JCVD as well. I thought it was very, very, a very hot um especially when he does that monologue to the camera. And it's just him in the camera. You know, I thought that was a uh, cinematically. I thought it was re- it was a really, really good thing. But you know, in terms of inspiring me, you know. I wanted the physique, I wanted to be able to do the box splits, and I think me along with a lot of other people of my generation, you know, we owe a lot to Van Damme. Um and getting to move, work in the movie industry now and to do the things that I do on the on the big screen, you know, he, he you know, he he inspired me to, to, to do this, you know. Have I worked with him? Not yet. Uh I was meant to do something way back in two thousand and six ish. Um, over in bulgaria um but it never come off um so maybe one day maybe one day you know we'll get to work with the man himself who knows but until then keep watching this movie guys keep being inspired Van Dam if you've not seen any of his old stuff check it out you know his old stuff is is perfect um yeah and the replicants i like the replicants as well so yeah keep keep it real guys i'll speak to you soon take care
0: thanks very much Lee excellent submission as always Um, I think you summed it up pretty well there there's so many isn't there there's just so many you think oh I've picked one and then oh hang on I forgot about that because what you've just done actually is you've reminded me of Black Eagle Um, it just must have been just tucked away in my subconscious somewhere I think I think that might have been the first time I saw him in a film I think it might have been I, I won't spoil the ending for anybody that hasn't seen it but if you have you'll know what I'm talking about that that Ending of the end fight scene, um, uh, the, yeah. I rem- I st- that's just brought all those memories back for me now. Watching it on um on, v- on VHS again, of course, on VHS. And you you mentioned the replicant as well there, yeah. And that's another good one. They're dealing with cloning and stuff, and uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going through all those in my head now. Those <laughs> all the ones that you mentioned, um, but yeah. As well, Lee mentioned at the end. You know, if you've not watched some of the older ones, do go back. And that's the thing. You know, you can you sort of follow the evolution of, of of Jean-Claude Van Damme through the, through the decades, Um, the way he sort of reinvented himself and, um, you know, those, those trademark kicks that have followed him through the air, through the decades there, which is, you know, um, a credit to him because, you know, he's managed to, um, you know, keep those, keep those techniques sharp all the way through the years, which is, which is not easy with his physique. And obviously the realities of age as well. I mean, you know, it's his birthday today, as as, as we mentioned. Um, I'm just going to get the, the sheet back up again. So I was reading from this earlier, earlier on. So yeah, born October the 18th, 1960. So he's 59. You know, and um, still kicking strong as ever, which is which is a credit to his to his hard work. Okay, so this next one we're going to go to. We're going to go to um, our old friend Ken from the pod- podcast on Fire. He actually sent this submission through for us.
5: Hey folks, this is Kennedy over at the Podcast on Fire Network. Have you all noticed how great of a non verbal actor Sean Claude has become? Mainly in in Hell and Replicant, uh, coincidentally, two Ringo Lamb movies. And he's very comfortably been able to bring that out and not rely on the fight action necessarily and make a spectacle in terms of that. And I can't really speak on fight action and action eloquently, so I I appreciated those. film acting touches now that he's in uh, this phase of his career and I'm I've not caught up on uh, all the recent movies but I'm hoping that development is still uh, solid so that has made me happy this uh, terrific development for JCBD.
0: Thanks for sending that recording in mate that's a really really kind of you I know you're really busy with all your podcasts and stuff which is actually on that point go check it out podcast on fire I've actually been a guest on there a number of times over the decades, actually, it's been. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I've done a couple of recordings from... Anyway, I digress slightly. But yeah, some good points made there, actually. Um, if you check out... Actually, it's interesting you say that you've not checked out some of the more recent ones because one of his very recent releases, a, a film by the name of We Die Young, um, Jean-Claude actually plays a character that doesn't speak, and there's next to no martial arts action in there at all. So he does rely really quite heavily on his... Um, acting ability in that film, and the same. Well, it's not the same. Obviously, his, car- his character is completely different. But also in the the film, the bouncer, which is known as Lucas as well. Um, same again. You know, he, that that was a 2018 release, and you know that's another very good example of his um, acting prowess as well. And then, uh, although it was unfortunately um, um, acts after a while, the the TV series Jean Claude Van Johnson as well. There's some moments in there where we get to see him really flex his acting muscles as well um, muscles from Brussels of course <laughs> but no joking aside you know he, he he does get the opportunity to show how good of an actor he is because i, I think that um you know it's, it, it can be a difficult one obviously with with action stars you know sometimes people know them or think of them first for their their physical abilities and then secondary for their acting but with with Jean-Claude he is actually a, a very very good actor um you know and 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 Fingers crossed over the years, the coming years, he does get the opportunity to to flex those muscles, so to speak, and um, let us all see what he's capable of. Okay, so uh, moving on to the next one. This next one is from Cole, somebody that I've I've known through, again, through martial arts events and things over the years. Um, A great guy and uh, heavily into his martial arts, and he very kindly sent this clip over for us. Hi, Chris. Um, I'll do a quick video for you. Uh, It's Cole here show girl so my first ever film that i watched with van damme was Kickboxer, and that movie was the one that kicked it all off for me i mean um i knew about bruce lee and all that type of stuff but when i watched Kickboxer, um i searched the papers and everything we never had google back then and uh, I, must, I must have been 15 so I outsourced I went to a quality place first and that never did it for me uh, very rigid uh, not very cool so then I saw on the paper in the back American kickboxing and uh, from watching kickboxing I went to this American kickboxing and it kind of ticked all the boxes so it was a bit of a a technical issue shall we say with the end of that recording um, but I didn't want to not include it because very kindly sent it in, but yeah, from the I get from the gist of it, I think very similar to to a lot of people, you know, they uh, especially in the 80s. And he mentioned there not being any Google, which yep, you had to, to do your own sort of yellow pages and newspaper searches back then, physical searches. And um, I think it's fair to say a lot of people did see those earlier films, and were, like I did, and they were captivated by those kicking techniques. And, you know, went on the hunt for something that was similar. And, and you know, it was difficult. As you say, it was difficult to find things that that looked like that. I mean, I I was very fortunate that I managed to wander into a a local taekwondo school and saw something along those lines. Um, Although the initial spark for me was watching The Karate Kid, I did... There was that, without a doubt. I was influenced as well um, by Van Damme and his kicking and and things. And um, yeah, I, I saw some of that in in some of the techniques that, uh, that that were taking place in in the classes that I was seeing. And I think it's, I think it's actually it's impossible for me to to not say that you know the 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 way van dam kicked has heavily influenced the way that I am kicking now i think you can see that in you know if you go on any of any of my courses you'd, if you you know if you head over to onlinekicking.co.uk and take a look at any of the um free trial sections then you see my kicks you know although they're nowhere near as good as his um you know i've been humble and all that but um you know the 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 influence is there it's it's, it's undeniable and um you know, I'm thankful for that, and you know, uh, through through my quest to make my techniques look something like his, it led me down the path of sort of self analyzing and being ultra picky with um, the whys and the hows of of breaking down the sort of biomechanics, the the, the movements leading up to the kick in the transference of weights you know and all this sort of thing that I could go off on a real wild tangent about but I won't um but yeah yeah the, the influence is definitely there it is undeniable okay so the next one we're going to go to is actually um very successful martial artist and, and stunt performer in the industry uh, and, and somebody that was fortunate to work with him um, mr. Mike Miller
1: hi Chris how are you Mike Miller here I would have to say my favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movies are Universal Soldier, Hard Target, Double Impact, and Maximum Risk. My favorite fight scenes would be the fight scene at the end of Universal Soldier between Jean-Claude and Dolph. And I would have to say my personal favorite, above all, would be the fight scene at the end of Wrong Bet. I just love the rocky feel to it and um, the rawness of Jean-Claude's technique and the way he fought back to overcome a much larger opponent. In 1997, I had the privilege of working with Jean-Claude Van Damme on knockoff, and I have to say I found him very cool and very professional and an all round nice guy. My standout moment on set was when I had to do a jumping front kick to his character and Alex Kuzulecki was taking his place as his stunt double and Jean-Claude was off camera and when he could have been in his trailer just relaxing, he was there spurring me on, giving me, you know, like trying to rev me up and get me to do the best that I could do because he was saying to me that this was my moment and this is going to be recorded on film for forever. So I have to say that his humility and just you know the way he was doing that for me when he didn't have to i found really impressive
0: thank you mike for your time and uh, for sending that in and um, it's it's great to hear from somebody that's had the experience of working with him uh, and knowing him and uh, it it sounds sounds like what you've just said you know i've heard echoed from 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 other people like Lee was said earlier. You know, I've not had the chance to work with him either. And Lee was saying he hasn't, and you know, uh, I hope to. But the, I'm, I'm sure Lee would agree as well. The the one thing that we've heard from a lot of people is, you know, how much of a, a decent guy he is. You know, um, willing to give his time um, for other people and 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 wanting to know that other people are okay and you know, giving you that extra bit of. Um, Pushed to, to to do your best, and uh, I, I would imagine that in some ways he remembers, you know, his time starting out, and you know the difficulties that he had, and um, the struggles that he had to go to to get to where he's gotten to, and you know, and then you know later in his career as well when he's had to sort of um, revitalize himself, and, and he, he's managed to. So you know, he, he sounds like one of those people that is. You know, he he's had that experience of pushing through adversity, and he's keen to share that experience and 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 help other people as well. I um, think it's well documented, you know, how much of a sort of a humanitarian he is, and how you know how much he cares for the planet, and you know the the time that he gives spe- specifically to dogs. I know that he rehomes and cares for a lot of dogs and and, and, and animals in general. So yeah, it just gives off that sort of caring caring guy vibe but with regards to working with him dude you lucky lucky what's it <laughs> you know um you know working with Jean-Claude is on my list I know I, I I know a lot of people that have worked with him and that are friends with him and you know um I hope to maybe count myself amongst those people one day who knows you could be ready you never know when these opportunities are going to come along so um yeah again thanks thanks again for submitting really do appreciate you you giving you time Okay, so this next one is okay. Now this one is a very special one. This is a special one. Um, if you listen to or if you caught any of the um, fun promo clips that I put out leading up to the podcast going out, um, th- this is John Paul JP, is somebody that I've gotten to know more and more over the years through uh, through social media. One of the positives of social media, um, you know, fellow fellow martial artist and an action performer. And, um, he has the uncanny ability to mimic Jean-Claude Van Damme's voice. Like, super spot on. I've had people messaging me going, is that really Jean-Claude that sent those video, uh, audio clips? It's so, so close. So big thanks to him for doing those. That's who did them. Um, anyway, let's listen to
6: his thoughts. Hello guys, I'd just like to say a very big thank you, and I love you to all my fans around the world. If it were not for you, then I could not be here. So, now, a very special kickback with Chris, starring me, ooh yeah, JCVD. Hi Chris, Uh, it's JP from Liverpool here. Um, So I've got real interest in Van Damme since an early age. Obviously, like the rest of the guys listening here, there's something about him that I really enjoyed watching. First of all, totally impressed with the way he moves. Uh, Kind of really interesting the way he was a European in an American movie with an interesting name. Uh, Lots of those things sort of contribute. Uh, I think probably now... Looking back, a lot of the times we think about with friends who I work with, like Lee Charles or Joey Hanser, you know, we talk about the fight scenes a lot. We talk about um, how he sounds a lot and famous quotes, you know, from movies. Uh, there's quite a few. Um, I think probably the most famous ones are because of my big legs Ed karate, I can do the splits, nor problem that sort of thing is always rings bells it, it it makes good laughs uh you know some of the things he got away with as well you know which were like uh, blue tights uh, stuff like that you know I, I guess you have to be jcvd to be able to to work that and make it work uh, uh talking about uh, action sequences of course i think everybody's favorite party piece is helicopter kick without a doubt and there are there are a couple of different variations of it that you see in the movie as well uh most most notably is probably the one from Bloodsport, which was his intro. Uh and low camera angle, big big stretching legs, fantastic form. I really like the way you have really classic uh ballet style form in the way he moves. Um although Bloodsport helicopter kick's probably not my favourite, I think probably I'd go with either hard target or the quest. Uh, and notably I've seen him recently do it as well in uh, Jean-Claude Van Johnson on a stuntman who's from Preston called Ben Jenks uh, and that was the eighty-seven eleven team I think who put that action sequence together with his party piece kick. Um, uh, what's fantastic about that is you've probably seen a lot of people do it. Uh, it's not a very complicated kick to do now by today's standards But I think it's the way in which he does it that makes it special, you know. So many people replicate it, but uh, if you watch the way he does it, for example, in Hard Target, when he does the uh, guy with the shirt, uh, he, he jumps and he kicks, and for the first time, he kicks the camera. He kicks in the direction of the camera. You see the aggression in his face. So not only is he jumping doing this move that he's done since he was a teenager, but he's also acting as he does the kick, and that's tricky you know because i've got video clips of me doing that kick as far back as like 16 and i pull a really strange face so you know to be able to look and have some acting some some facial expression some aggression in the voice when in the face when he he does that move it's tricky as well and notably a lot of people try to do it and they have froggy legs with a bent knee uh i've seen a, a couple of nice nice guys copy it you know um it, it will probably remain for me the best best trick I've seen I know you can see a lot of fantastic things nowadays like you know Scott Adkins party piece guy the kick it's a brilliant kick yeah and he performs it so well and you can see uh, you can see huge JCVD influences in how Scott moves because you you can just tell the form is just clean and just on point and that's a ballet term obviously um and it shows you know so um, I think uh, best best films for me are okay Bloodsport is up there Double Impact for sure Time Cop has to be my favourite of those three because the, the story driven romantic sort of you know, life-changing scenario in that is is great. I love a good sci-fi time travel movie, you know. Uh, I didn't watch a lot of the later movies, sadly. Uh, I've got a bit preoccupied. I need to sit down. I think I watched a little bit more of Scott's stuff recently. Uh, uh, But again, I don't really get the time to do that either. Um, But uh, talking about... Later movies, JCVD, obviously, fantastic. And then uh, I I went to see The Expendables 2 movie in the cinema. It was great to see Scott in that. Great homegrown hero. And that's, that's just a dream job to have Chuck Norris, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, and your hero in the movie with you as a sidekick. Now, if that is not that is not the uh, dream job, I don't know what is so I have an interesting story about Expendables 2 so I'm sitting in the cinema and uh, a few of us guys like to go to the cinema alone where you're not going to get disturbed and where the people are going to brass you off and I was in there and I thought yes, Expendables 2, one big huge cinema by myself and you know, fantastic opportunity to really enjoy the film and then guys just started to come in and they are all single fellas uh, you know and, and then I was so looking forward to how that movie panned out and transpired and then the pivotal point at the end came and I've never jumped out of a chair or, or cheered at a movie in my life until I saw Van Damme Floor Rocky and Rambo and I just jumped out of my chair and I thought yes and he did it with his trademark kick and you know it was a different take on it it was a high speed with a wide angle and no slow-mo but it's still red it still had good power and it still made you jump out of the seat you know and uh, he has a little quote in that where he goes wow over so soon I want my money's worth and it was just great great drama and that's what I loved about it you know as an actor looking at JCVD over the years I think he gets a bad rap sometimes because I I do personally feel he's an underrated actor. So put all the kicks and you know bodybuilding and action star aside sometimes you've really got to dig deep to be able to bring out the emotion in in the face and he can do that really well. He taps into something and you can see it there. I think m- most most probably uh, my favourite fight for drama wise was definitely the fight with uh, um, Abdul Kisi at the end of Lionheart or AWOL as some people refer to it as uh, if you watch watch the face, look look at his face it, that is Van Damme's Rocky for sure That is absolutely Van Damme's Rocky. And you watch the way he kicks and punches and throws, the aggression in his face, the direction from Sheldon Letiche there is definitely hugely impacting. A great performance from from JCVD. And then notably a lot of those other movies that he did where there's a lot of pain, you know, and and, and to be able to, to tap into that and to bring that is that would be exasperating to do day in, day out. You he would be in a dark place for a lot of the time trying to get those expressions out. So I've have, I've have ultimate respect for him. I always will have ultimate respect for him. And I think the strongest strongest thing in his character is not about films and it's not about being a personality. It's about you know, he's had hard times, you know, and he's not afraid to talk about them. He's not afraid to revisit them. He's not afraid to say, I learned from them. I made mistakes and I moved on and that is a real measure of an individual, a real test of a man to be able to stand up and to say, hey, I'm not perfect, I'm human, you know, I'm not everything that you see on the screen, but you know what, I pick up and I carry on and I keep on going and that is, you know, a really good rhetoric to live by and I will always be super impressed by him for that and I think that's probably his strongest suit, so... I could go on all day talking about him. Probably one of my favourite subjects, to be honest. Uh, but I'll you know, let other people t- debate that. And uh, a really overdue topic for your podcast. I love listening and uh, can't wait to hear everybody else's opinions. Best of luck with it all. Take care.
0: Wow. <laughs> I think that is hands down the most in-depth reply or comment I've ever had. <laughs> ever on a podcast absolutely brilliant mate thank you very much for sending that in and um, interestingly as well and I, and this is, this is honest def, honest now all these recordings that have come in um, I've not listened to them in their entirety I've listened to them as I've laid them out in the timeline as I've been editing this today and what's really interesting to hear there JP is the amount of amount of content there that you you're, or thoughts should I say that you're mirroring with, with myself you know things that I've touched on earlier on this episode um, the fact that he's an underrated actor absolutely I agree and I mentioned that before um, and the fact that he's willing to talk about and discuss some of those, you know, more difficult times in his life, which many actors try and shut down as as quickly as possible or, you know, uh, move the subject along, shall we say. Uh, and and John claudes one of those people who has always been, or more recently, should I say, has has been willing to just engage in conversation with, without being prompted on it. You know, he just brings it up himself, you know, with some of his more recent Facebook lives being an example I think possibly he does open himself up a little bit too much sometimes. But that's, you know, if you're going to have a character flaw, then, then maybe that's a you know one of the better ones to have. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for the super in-depth reply. And, of course, for your amazing audio clips, which I'm going to keep and probably use again, time and time again. Um, so, moving on to the final one. Um, my good friend, um, Mike Leader, I've known him for again decades probably about 20 years now and I've been trying to arrange to get him on on the show for a, for an episode of his own um which we will do eventually at some point um but he very kindly sent in an audio clip of of his time um knowing Jean-Claude and working with him um so this is going to be the final one for for the episode um so over to Mike
3: Jean-Claude Van Damme I'll tell you about that Jean-Claude Van Damme he's a really good dude um, I've had the pleasure of knowing him for well over 30 years first met him when he was doing press for a little movie called Bloodsport um, and he was quite impressed that I recognised him from No Retreat No Surrender uh, had the pleasure of getting to know him and interviewing him countless times over the years uh, and working with him on a couple of projects both in the front and behind the camera uh, most notably, Pound of Flesh, where he'd beat me senseless for my sins, which were probably most, most deserved. Um, without him, I don't think we'd have a lot of things in the martial arts. Um, yeah, Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris opened a lot of doors, but Van Damme was really the first martial arts star to cross over into the mainstream. Um, you know, appearing in Friends, appearing in other TV shows. Um, you know, his name became synonymous with martial arts and action. You know, long before the Chuck Norris facts, we kind of had all the Van Damme jokes. Um, very intelligent, very charismatic, very good martial artist. I know a lot of people complain that he's not a real fighter. Uh, in which case, I'd suggest go and spar with him. Hold the pads for him, uh, or get hit by him in a movie. The man can the man can fight, but he knows how to control it for a film. Um, yes, he's had his ups and downs, as have we all, um, and a lot of people I think get the wrong idea of him because sometimes he can be aware shall we say yeah, he's, on his, he's got his own way of saying and doing things um, but there's a, there's a very good dude there um, prime example years ago uh, when my mother passed away he was trying to reach me I'd flown back to England he was emailing me he messaged me to ask me why I wasn't answering my emails I messaged him back say sorry yeah, family emergency had come back to take care of my mum's funeral five minutes later he calls me up to check if I'm okay uh, and I ended up spending a week in Belgium with him and his family afterwards uh, just hanging out and it was something I needed he, he knew I needed friends and family around me um, might sound stupid but that's how I kind of consider him he's a big brother we don't always see eye to eye we won't always agree about things but he's a good dude and as I said I think he opened the door for a lot of people in regards to martial arts and also for MMA you know I don't know if the UFC was inspired by blood sport but you know what I mean
0: thank you Mike uh, what a perfect way to bring this section of the episode to a close um, thank you for your, you know for sharing your personal experiences as well that really does does help to paint a, uh, a much broader picture of, of, of Jean-Claude as a, as a person Um you know, the, the fact that he was, the fact that it was, uh, I, and I'm, I would imagine that the guy's just busy constantly, but the fact that he was taking time out to to make sure that you're okay and give you the phone calls and offer you up the, the, the place to stay for a week, I think it goes to show, you know, his true self as an individual. Now, touching on what you mentioned about um, him being underrated as a martial artist, as in maybe as indeed as a fighter as well, I mean, I know, from the brief history that i know of him that he did have quite a successful run early days as a competitive fighter and that the, the there was potential there for him to go on to to much bigger things obviously he chose the direction of going into films which i personally think was a good decision um you know but you know what could have come of that competitive um side to his martial arts uh, training i think he you know he for sure had the uh, the ability to go to go far with it um, but yeah, mate, really, really, really good share. And thanks for, for sending that clip in. And indeed, thanks to everybody that has contributed this week to this episode. You know, without you guys sending these clips in, episodes like this just aren't possible. Um, so a big, big, big thank you to you. And just to close on this, I would like to say a big happy birthday to Jean-Claude. Um, happy birthday for today, if you're listening. There's the possibility there, you never know. Um, but also to his fans around the world as well that are that they're listening in, you know. Give this episode a share. Um, I, I know that the one of the, the fan groups in the UK have been really keen uh, and kind to uh, to get in touch, and uh, thank you to them as well. So now, in a bit of a twist, we're actually going to go over to our section with Matt Chapman for our weekly Matt Chat. Uh, we didn't have one last week with the Alfie Lewis special, and we'd actually got one recorded. Um, ahead of time so um, i wanted to um, give matt the time this week uh, as we should do is quite fair as they're a show sponsor and um, let's have a quick chat with matt and i'll be back at the end brought to you by www.mittmaster.com so guys joining me on the phone at the same time every week mr matthew chapman how are we doing today sir and before you say anything it's sunny
5: no, it's raining cats uh, and dogs as the English would say. It's not here. It's sunshine. Ah, uh, what? Yes. we need to you. move up north for one day.
0: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> then
3: come back
5: down south.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, actually no. Fair uh, we, we've got better chips up here. And true. Uh, Oh, I get yeah, true. And it's just everything's
5: cheaper. It, yeah, yeah, actually right. Yeah. But generally, your weather is shocking, in my humble opinion. As a settler, yeah.
0: yeah, but we can afford to have the heating on more.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to spend the next forty-five minutes doing this north-south battle? We're good, at,
0: we're good at making fire, so what?
5: Hey, <laughs> what was that last one?
0: So, we're good at making fires. We're, we're, you know, we're quite quite rural, and you know. I don't, I
5: don't think you can say that about the North, that you're good, about, good at making fires. We can make fires in the South as well.
0: Okay. We'll, 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 we'll sort that out we'll one day. I disagree <laughs> yeah, on this. this anyway, anyway. <laughs> so, um, how, what have you been up to? What's good? I've seen you've been busy at an, an event this week.
5: Uh, was I? I thought I don't you were. Really, I, don't, I really don't know what is going on in my life day to day. Chris, oh, what was I doing? I, th-
0: I thought you were at a com- um, conference oh, or something. Oh, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was at a business conference. Um, I like to try and update my education, see what's yeah. coming in the market, and um, try and help people out. So I went to the conferences, really good, really um, really smart business types who you know have 100 million pounds sort or of businesses. So for me, just <laughs> floating around with these types of people, uh, you kind of realize it's levels of thinking, right? yeah you have there's various different levels yeah. and uh, i'm just a little very small fish so I, I have to upgrade my thinking i think if you just spend time with people who are running businesses of that sort of size uh it just makes you think bigger and 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 that's good so it definitely, yeah,
0: does. It definitely does um one of the things that we were just chatting about before we started recording um I would probably one of the problems I'm finding anyway at the minute, and I and I don't know whether this is extending to the community as a whole, but I'm certainly finding it harder at the minute to um generate new leads for my school and for my online courses and things through social media. Now I know there's been changes to it, and I kind I think the flashpoint's come and gone now, hasn't it, with, with the um the ease of using social media. You can't just chuck a post on, I've got no. this cool thing, and then five people want to do it straight away. Yes. It's changed. It's definitely changed and i know yes. that there's a mix between you know google and everything else as well but you know for example um i put a post out um to promote um a new starters course for our a junior program yes and as always i i i have my reach i have a my my audience set i budget to the the cost of one person joining the course to advertise it for 5 days yeah and i didn't get a single person
5: yeah uh did you market it to exactly the same group as you usually would do and all of that?
0: Yes. Yeah. or well, everything, everything was the same. Uh, yes. So the previous one that generated five new starters. Yes. This time, nothing. So. <laughs> so what you
5: need to realize about social media is it's not an exact science. Yeah, true. It's not, um, you can just chuck money in and money will come back out, sadly, because. What? um my Honest. <laughs> <laughs> because there's so many different factors um, playing a part. And as Gary Vee and various other experts talk about, there's two parts to social media. There's kind of like the, the math side where you're targeting a particular audience um, and a certain number of people. But then there's the art side, the other side, which is are you creating the right images? Are you creating the right text? Is your offer strong which will affect how, you, how it responds. And the most important thing really is, because um, Facebook will take care of the math side for you, finding the right people in your local area, of the right age, of the right gender you're trying to look for. Mm. The most important thing is getting the, the media, the content correct. And it's not an exact science. So what you put out one day won't get you the same result the next day, which is why so many people struggle with social media.
0: Absolutely. Now, I've actually, interestingly... Um, whilst I've been perusing through Facebook Marketplace looking for the next useless purchase that I don't need. <laughs> i noticed a couple of your adverts pop up on my, uh, on my
5: screen. Is, that, is that
0: Marketplace as well? Yes,
5: yes. Oh, lordy. I think I needed to disable that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know if it was a new thing that you were trying. but No, so well, basically I, I allow Facebook to select where my ads are going to be placed because okay. you want to assume that Facebook knows best um, so I can check out whether that's actually getting me uh, any sales from from marketplace. I'd be surprised, though, but you never know. But I, good, I, know, I know exactly what you mean with the uh, online marketing thing. It, it's changing. And what I think part of the problem is, is we're just doing too much on it, as in um, people are trying to sell stuff on it too much now, it's not having the same effect because people are getting used to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember when I launched my first online course. The, I I remember thinking, "Wow, this is great!" You know, again, all these sales. This is brilliant. If I can keep this going, this is going to be brilliant. Of course, that didn't happen. Um, And but it's trying, as you say, trying to find new audience, isn't it? Trying to reach new people. And yes, I I think people are becoming a little bit resistant to it as well. You know, of course they are. Yeah, they've 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 had it shoved in their face for a year and a half now. And uh, well, not shoved in their face, but. You know, it's not got that same wow that it had
5: when it no, was new. new. New always works. You know, something that's new always gets people's attention. Something that's different always gets people's attention. Something that's shocking, clickbaity type stuff always gets people's attention. But it's just that there's um, so many adverts in the Facebook stream right now. Do you not think?
0: Yeah, that's true. Like so, yeah. you're scrolling
5: through and it's like a couple of posts from your friends and then an advert, a post from your friend, then two adverts and then... So they're obviously increasing the amount of adverts they so are allowing to be shown inside of Facebook. Mm. So
0: it, it, possibly a question that you can't really answer, but I'll ask it anyway because that's irritating. Um, what's, <laughs> what's the next step then? What's the next, what do you think, this, how How do you think
5: it's going to progress now? What? Change the way you use the content. So rather than making it um, all offers and sales, you want to start sharing and, and um making ads for content that's just useful for people so that you are first to mind when they think about mm. starting martial arts. So the problem we all make as instructors and business owners is we just basically put out ads continuously and we'll only pay for ads to go out. Yeah. As we know, we're going to make a return, hopefully. Yeah. Um, with Facebook, you can also put out content that's just educational and uh, educational, informative, fun content that would be useful to your audience mm-hmm. and actually spend money just sharing that with no offer, nothing like that. So you could boost to your local community like 10 self-defense tips for winter, five self-defense tips for winter, mm-hmm. a booster, and actually spend money for people to see it, but with no like buy this special yeah. course <laughs> at the end. And that will, if you do that consistently enough and don't mind spending the money, Sort of put you top of mind in the local area for martial arts self defense training when you're when they're ready. The problem with people on Facebook is they're not really ready to buy. Got oh, you. Yeah. So you have to do quite a lot of warming them up, especially if they don't know you. If they don't know you, you know, they're on Facebook to interact with their friends, look at cat videos, yes. you know, that sort of thing. They're not on Facebook to buy necessarily, unless yeah, they're a marketplace but... like you.
0: Well, yeah, well, you know, they're, they're on their toilet break, aren't they? Or Yeah. You know, but waiting for Britain's
5: Got Talent to come back on or... Yeah, so in uh, fact, if <laughs> you know what, Facebook, Um, someone said this, and I think it was um Ryan Dice, not said it to me, but said it on a podcast I heard. Facebook is designed, what's its function? It's designed to waste time. Yeah. That's what we use Facebook for, really, other than communicating with our friends and, and sharing stuff. We use it to just kill time. Mm. So ads kind of, unless it's really hyper-targeted and relevant to the person, don't really allow people to do that. So if you can put out more educational content, more informational content, more amusing, entertaining content, then you get more engagement, and people might uh, share it and comment on it. So That's,
0: yeah, I've been trying to do that with. You may have seen I've been putting out um, just free clips, uh, PDFs, tutorial stuff. Um, it's just trying to um, just be that nice guy, you know, give some, give some things away, you know, help people out. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it does work, but yes. my problem is being consistent. Yes. You know, I'll have a splurge for four days and then my focus goes off elsewhere. <laughs>
5: well, of course. <laughs> yes. uh, but that's because you, you run a real business. So your, your focus is on the business, isn't it? Teaching yeah. students, taking care of students, dealing with problems it's really hard to uh, then continue to be marketing every day. Um, it's difficult. I totally understand that. And um, what you've got to understand with marketing, um, Nick James, who's a, a kind of marketer in the UK, said something that I really, it hit me uh, more than anything else uh, at this seminar that I was at. He said, your marketing budget is the amount of money you're willing to lose to learn something. Mm. So you you put out your ad and you didn't sell any places. So then you've got to go, instead of going, bollocks, I'm not doing Facebook anymore. The right thing to do is, right, I've learned something. Something wasn't right here. Maybe the audience wasn't right. Maybe the ad wasn't right. Maybe the words weren't right. Maybe the offer wasn't strong enough. Maybe the image I use. And then you have to test all of these things to find out what it is. Most people aren't willing to do that. They're not willing to spend money to test what's working and what's not working, even though in the long run, they'll learn a lot more about marketing and they'll also get more inquiries, more students from it. But most people don't like, even though they will also then put out 10,000 flyers with a less than 1% return. Yes. yes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It, it's so true. Yeah, it's so true. And yeah, you're right. And it, it is about testing, isn't it? And and taking the, taking the time to actually analyze what, what you've done, how you've done it, and, yes. and learn from it you, just the same just the same as we would apply to our training you know yes
5: of course yeah you keep getting smacked in the ribs with a sidekick you start <laughs> figuring it out right you don't just keep walking into the sidekick so we need to do the same with our um social media but you, you know you've just got to create a lot of content and um, i've upped my content now to 20 posts a day across my various pages
0: yeah and <laughs> the different
5: platforms that i use and funnily, funnily enough, I'm getting rewarded with Facebook with more reach. So my posts are reaching more people organically because I'm putting out enough content that they consider I might be worth sharing a bit more. of. And I'm getting more engagement. So everything I put out is getting lots of comments and people messaging me off the back of it. So you have to do the work of putting out with, with marketing. There's only really two ways of marketing. There's time-based marketing where you create content, you put stuff out there, you engage with people, you chat via messenger. And then there's money-based marketing where you just basically pay for exposure to your market. So a mixture of both. If you don't have a lot of money, then you want to spend a lot of time working social media. And if you, don't, uh, if you have money, then um, spend a bit of money, but also spend a bit of time just engaging yeah. with people and talking to people. It is a big old, pain in the butt isn't it which is why i prefer to be honest referrals i think once your school hits over 100 members you should be really focusing on referrals more than social media more than google more than anything else because it's just so much easier to get a referral and get the person to sign up than it is to do all the put a facebook post out Get some engagement, speak to the person, message them twenty-seven times, return to <laughs> a message, make them an offer, they're not ready, go back to them. Six months later, make them another offer, they're still not ready, go back to them, they are ready, but they can't make this night. Like it's a big old <laughs> drag, right? Whereas yeah, if you yeah, just yeah. incentivize your current students to bring in referrals and remind them of referrals and have specific referral dates that are important in your school and do rewards for referrals. Um that's that just works better because they do all the selling for you they think of their friend who's a little bit overweight and wants to do something and they say come and check out kickboxing club it's amazing the instructors you know they're, they're selling it for you they turn up you teach a good class they sign up so much easier
0: absolutely is. good some <laughs> good
5: food for thought there plenty hopefully
0: plenty plenty indeed so what have you got going on anything coming up why you what you're asking me? I don't really know what I'm doing. Well, actually, yeah, I said earlier I saw you were at the event, and you were
5: like, "What events?" Now, actually, I've got a, a, a mix and marketing. So, I obviously have spent a lot of time and money educating myself on marketing, and so what I offer people now is a mix and marketing uh, package, which is oh. a two and a half hour MIT Master seminar followed by a two and a half hour marketing consultation, where we just run through all of this stuff and and design a marketing plan for school so i got one of those on sunday so that's pretty cool
0: definitely is which way around are they doing it are they doing learning and then hitting or hitting and learning
5: i think they're doing um hitting and sweating and then learning uh in the pub afterwards so <laughs> yeah, you don't, don't want
0: to do those the wrong way around
5: no true no definitely not the don't do, is...
0: <laughs> do <the> le- <laughs> learning do in the, the gym and then, the and then st- go and train, yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, the pint master mat more than master mat. reminds
5: student days when I used to uh, train frequently, slightly intoxicated. For...
0: <laughs> but let's not go there.
5: No, no, I'm a mature man now. So I don't do
0: Actually, whilst you're on, seems yes. though it ties in with the theme of this week, do you have a favorite Jean Claude Van Damme film? Uh, yes.
5: Oh my God. I said target. that
0: with some exuberance. Good choice.
5: Hard come on. Good choice. Oh, just amazing. The mullet. Yeah. The, uh, the John Woo is an amazing director. So he just made it just look ultra cool, didn't he? Take the, your the, the wife beater vest, the, yeah. the hook kick around round kick. Just
0: yeah. <laughs> bit. take your pick stick on your boyfriend and find a yeah. catch. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't actually watched many more Van Damme films. I've watched a few classics, but you know, um, hard target. I, I think it's, it's like, if Die Hard comes on TV or End of the Dragon comes on TV, it's something I have to watch because yeah. it's, it's just stylish as hell, isn't it?
0: Even if it's 11 o'clock in the evening it's on Channel right. 5 and you know, there's going to be three hours of adverts, you've still got to watch it right to the end, even though you know what's right going to happen. To
5: the and uh, the bad guy, what's it? Lance Henriksen, is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I've uh, forgotten his correctly. name now off the top of my head.
5: Lance oh. Henriksen, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to cook oh, me do- a steak. Hey,
0: hey, Randall. Right. hey Randall, I'm
5: going to cut me. <laughs> yeah. So I think if you haven't seen Hard Target, you're missing out on a classic uh, martial arts slash action movie. Um, John Woo, yeah, I like a lot of John Woo stuff, so that was a was a good one. Good choice. Thanks, mate. What's yours? Kickboxer.
0: No, Hard Target.
5: Oh, is it? Yeah. Wait. Good. Good math stuff, mate.
0: You can't. You can't. The, the, when it, when he, pun- <laughs> he punches the snake. Yeah. <laughs> yes. this is brilliant <laughs> and right rides on the back of the bike like a surfboard yes like, the the car. yeah it's
5: just, it's just ridiculousness isn't it and the pigeons and the white doves and all that that he does and the it's ridiculous yeah. yet believable it's yes it's great I think the mullet just sealed the deal for me I think yeah yeah that like was Van like Damme you know in Roadhouse
0: that was that was it was at his peak that was when he was right it was riding the crest, the crest of the wave that was success. It right was. at that point. Yes,
5: it was. It's, it's a good
0: not, film. Not that he's not having he's having a bit of a resurgence at the minute. So that's that's pretty cool. Apparently, he he's making to... his last martial arts film as well. What his last last? His last last one until oh. he gets another better offer, I would imagine. But no, no. Apparently, he's making a, a, a like a follow up to the quest or something along those lines. Oh, like yeah. a sort of martial arts actioner sort of thing. So we'll Why see all the,
5: all the other old guys have come back haven't they
0: well yeah well until he gets a better deal for another expendables type thing or yeah know. exactly yeah i think jackie chan's been making his last action film now for about 20 years
5: yeah jackie's <laughs> amazing though isn't
0: he the guy is just crazy you know he's in the well, 60 what is he now 60 six is he god is he yeah wow Still More bouncing, power. bouncing around exactly. like a reception age child, you know. Yes.
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> crazy, crazy. Anyway, good, chat, good to chat as always. Have a have a great weekend, and
5: uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, mate. We'll do. Cheers.
1: Bye. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com
0: so as always a big thank you to Matthew Chapman for his time um, looking forward to catching up with him very soon at one of his events actually and be going along to his um, Midmaster Training course in Sheffield I uh, believe it is he's just mentioned it but it's November let me just double check November the 2nd so coming up in a couple of weeks so if you're going to be there um, look me up I'll be there and I'll be happy to chat get pictures all that sort of cool stuff and uh, do some training Training together is always good. Um, now, just a few things just to round up the episode. Um, now, some of you may have seen my uh, my. I actually spoke about it briefly earlier on the episode. My online courses, um, onlinekicking.co.uk. Now, what I did uh, last weekend is I did a a special um, special offer on the the price of the course. And I actually decided to open it up to all three of my main courses, and it was going to be a weekend special. But I knew we had the Van Dam special coming up, and then obviously today, with it being his birthday, I thought, you know what, I'm going to leave the I'm going to leave the reduced price there. So the main course itself is usually 35 pounds. That's actually down to 19.99 at the minute, which is an absolute stupid bargain. If Matt's listening to this now, he's going to tell me off because that's way too cheap. But you know, I'm a nice guy. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to be more like Jean Claude, you know. So, uh, 19.99 for the for the main course. These are these are the stupid deals as well. My kicking strength and control course, which is usually a tenner, that's down to 5.99. And um, some really really good length. Uh, so length? No, leg strength. My tongue's not working. Some really good leg strength. <laughs> it won't increase the length of your kicks. <laughs> Can't help you with that one, I'm sorry. But definitely help you with your leg strength and control. And um, some real killer drills in there. So that's $5.99, which is Peanuts and finally my kick training uh, pad work drills so lots of different pad training drills great for kids and adults alike and you know if you're just looking for different ways to train train your kicks other than the standard pad drills that's down from $14.99 to 9.99 now with each of these obviously um the, the the money that comes in goes towards helping for the podcast co- uh, costs which you know the hosting costs that sort of thing and and to help us with um, moving things on so you know, if you're interested in those go check them out onlinekicking.co.uk also um, Matt Chapman is very very kindly made as an affiliate part of his, his uh, MIT content so anytime you see me on my personal profile or through the p- p- podcast profile uh, posting any of the links to his courses um, then if you get them through those links we do get a, a percentage kickback so to speak of that which again goes towards helping us with our costs um, so if you see those and you're interested please do take advantage of those links, doesn't cost cost ...cost you a penny more but it go but you know part of it does go towards helping us with our costs and then finally our friends over at artmarshallclothing.com, they still have their awesome offer on to save 20% on any of their products um, so any of their super cool bruce lee inspired t-shirts their ever popular blossom tree if i can say it blossom tree uh, t-shirt designs and hoodies awesome quality stuff i've got several of their hoodies and t-shirts um, if you use the promo code CJ19 and when you head over to artmarshallclothing.com, you can save save. yourself 20%, which is a stupidly good deal um, on any of their items. Um, So yes, um, get involved with all of those. Now, coming up in the next few weeks, we've got some awesome guests. I was actually chatting to one um, a couple of days ago. I'm not in a position yet to officially divulge who it is, but... It will be another cracking one if you enjoyed our Alfie Lewis episode um, then this is going to be another giant from the martial arts industry um, that you're going to really, really enjoy listening to. Um, I'm just trying to sort out the logistics because I'd like to do this one in person if possible but there is quite some distance between myself and this person so I'm just trying to uh, to get that all tied up but yes thank you again for your support please as always do like and share these posts if you're on iTunes do drop us a rating because it really does help um, for ways to listen you can always head over to www.kickbackpodcast.com wow my mouth today um, or as always you can also use our alternative URL which I never really promote which is martialartspodcast.co.uk which is a pretty good URL so you can use that one as well but yeah like and share do all that good stuff for us and on our Facebook group please do like and subscribe and share as well thanks guys and I'll catch up with you all next time